You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? news comic book news anything like to expect in the future uh, any big new any big stories oh okay, i know we're what? still in the middle of uh <coughs> dark side war is still dark side is still going um now is the time to be reading batman and superman books because they will be uh <laughs> they will be coming back yeah right they're they're probably gonna have a big uh well today bruce wayne is back so i don't know if they're gonna do the whole um if Jim Gordon will stay and he'll take the detective book as Batman and then Bruce will take the main Batman book. Uh, but Scott Snyder is leaving Batman, but I believe he is going to be going to detective. So who knows what that means? So that's kind of a, that's a big one. Um, Scott Snyder has been doing Batman for a long time now. Well, hasn't well, he? We're hitting issue 50. So he's done every issue. Wow. And if you think, we, if you think that they're supposed to do one issue a month, that's yeah, fifty that's months. Cool. But you know, we know books don't well, always we know come out they, of time. But it's even been longer because during Convergence, that was two months of no publication. You know, and he actually has. So you're been saying fifty-two? Fifty-two. Yep. Technically. <laughs> yeah. Well, that will plus then the Forever Evil, like the Villains Month, and that's when a lot of people put out issues. Um, so Christ, I mean, the guy technically maybe been 55 months. So 55 months of Batman. Right now, the big man to watch is Al Ewing. He's been doing a lot of stuff. Like, he basically turned Galactus into, like, a world restorer. Really? Yeah, like, he took, I think it's the new Ultimates book. And so that's, like, the big think tank of the Marvel U. And they went, their first problem was to go fix the threat of Galactus. And so now he's doing that, and so... All of Al's books, Contest of Champions, New Ultimates, uh, New Avengers. They're still dealing with this Avengers from the year 21XX. So, you know, he's been playing with that. And I guess he dropped hint today of something called the, the, the Eternity War. And so that could be something. So Al Ewing, uh, M, I guess they're saying he looks like he might be like, He's the next Mark Grunewald, you know, doing a lot of teasing books. I can drop a hint about that. See, I got some stuff I can drop. Okay. Okay, ready? Oh, oh yeah. we're recording? Yeah, we're <laughs> recording. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, uh, so let's see. Okay, what's, what's going on in comic books? So in the DC universe, as always, uh, you still have the Dark Side War. Fantastic book. I, I can't rant and rave about it enough. Uh, that's been fantastic. Uh, the Superman Truth storyline is coming to a conclusion. So right now, um, it's uh, it's all in a big crossover called Savage Dawn. And so we're really learning that a lot of the um, causes for what's going on with Superman are due to Vandal Savage. So that's in the Superman, the action comics, and the Superman Wonder Woman books. And uh, 
So they're they're playing with that. So he's got his powers back. Uh, now we're seeing some new powers come back, and it's kind of funny because a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're new." I don't think they're new. Um, back when Superman was electric, he could like see airwaves and things like that. So they're kind of giving him that back, which is totally fine. You know, why not? I mean, the guy has these super abilities. It makes sense that eventually, like, I can see what Wi-Fi looks like. You know? Mm, yeah. I so, mean, it's a it's a big part of uh, our lives now. Yeah. Uh, everything, every signal that's in the air around you. Yeah, so he's totally he's totally working on that. It is interesting when comic books do that. Like that makes me think about um, Prometheus when he first came up on the scene, and it was cool that you could slide a disc in your head. <laughs> Nowadays we'd be like, why not just have a USB port? You know, so it <laughs> well, is I funny. They, they oh, did that. Yeah, he's be... he's probably way more uplinked. You know, USB three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, so that's your big stuff there uh, today. Batman 49 dropped, and that has Bruce Wayne coming back. I have yet to get to sit down to read the issue. I've only been getting to sneak a peek on the spoilers, but it looks like Bruce Wayne is aware that there's something more to him. And then we're kind of discovering that there's like a kind of feels like there's a backup brain, you know, so he's going to like shock therapy himself back to like, oh, I'm 28 years old, you know, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So we might be I, getting a better, more focused Batman, maybe. Kind of sounds like Prometheus right there. Exactly, yeah, true, the, the whole reset button, you know, so we're, we're going to have that. So, you know, those are your books. Um, on a personal note, for me, something to plug. So I'm liking Green Lantern. Um, the books have been horrible. Like, he's just running around in a trench coat with a gauntlet instead of a Green Lantern ring. But anyways, Parallax is around. And I know you're thinking, like, Parallax, Hal Jordan, <laughs> Green Lantern, they're all the same guy, because you're all great fans of Green Lantern. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, this is specific. This is huge, because Green Lantern and Hal Jordan are the same guy. Green Lantern's the secret identity. Or, sorry, Green Lantern's the superhero, Hal Jordan's the secret identity. Then, when his hometown was blown up and destroyed, we had Parallax. And then, after ten years of our time, um, Hal Jordan finally found out that Parallax was an entity possessing him, and that went ahead and sent him back to, you know, he ex- exercised the demons and, you know, came back to being a superhero again. So DC always loves to play with this idea of Parallax. And when they did the big Convergence series, there were five heroes who went back in the past. Well, I'll have to say, okay. So I know it was the, you know, post-crisis, pre-52 Superman and Lois Lane. The pre-crisis Supergirl, the pre-crisis Flash Barry Allen, and Hal Jordan as Parallax before he died during the final night. And so those characters went back and they helped out during the Crisis of Infinite Earths. And they were so successful that they actually stopped the Anti-Monitor from destroying the Infinite Worlds. So that's why there's a whole realm of possibility now because all the Infinite Earths are back. We're not just stuck at 52. We've got a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see what DC does. And lately we've been seeing some of the characters sprinkle back in. So Lois and Clark have their own book. That's been a great book, by the way. Um, really? Yeah, it's it's really good. It's Dan Jurgens. So it's cool because this is the guy who wrote The Death of Superman, you know, the guy that wrote a very formative Superman in our comic book years. He's back at it. And plus there's this big um, – there was a spoiler released – or not a spoiler, a teaser, I guess is the proper word, with like a blue curtain and it says Rebirth. And apparently that Lois and Clark book is going to really like is going to lead into that. 
So I don't know. I'm curious what that means. I I, I heard that Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Scriver were on the Twitter and they were like, it's going to be great to work with you again. Well, you can't do a rebirth without us. So, you know, let's, let's see what happens. I don't know. Maybe are we going to have, you know, choose your own Superman book? You know, like I want golden age. I want silver age. I want vanilla. I want chocolate. I don't know. You know, Uh, so that'll be interesting to see where that leads. So, yes, Parallax is in Green Lantern, and issue, or the next issue that comes out is 50. You can't have a Green Lantern 50 without a Parallax, so let's see. <laughs> like This is the third one, so we're going to see what happens. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Definitely think that's a, an issue worth picking up or reading for sure. Um, in the Marvel Universe, so Secret Wars finally ended. Uh, it literally took longer than World War II. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Thank God it's over. Um, I don't know. I, 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 it was such a convoluted book. Who knows what the outcome was? It's, it was, just, and this is my opinion. It, it felt like it was just such a big excuse to do a bunch of number ones. So you know, Marvel got what it wanted, and all these things. We know, um, we know the, Mar- the both Marvel and DC love their number ones. Oh God, you can't sell a book without there being a number one. <laughs> Every issue should be number one, you know. So. Um, but yeah, so we know Steve Rogers is coming back as Captain America. So that's going to be exciting. This is the 75th year of Captain America. So we got anniversaries galore. Um, Bucky will be a leader of the Thunderbolts. So wow. I'm going to be reading Thunderbolts now. Now, is he going to be dressed as Winter Soldier? Is he going to be dressed as uh, Actually, Captain that's true. Uh, he's going to be Winter Soldier. So I guess you shouldn't call him Bucky. He's Winter Soldier. So okay. yeah, he's going to be there. So just in time for Civil War, which is going to be exciting. <laughs> Um, let's see. I know in the upcoming previews, we've seen one, or, uh, Mary Jane is wearing the Iron Man armor. So Mary Jane, Mary Jane. Yeah. She used to date, Sp- or she used to be married. No, she sold her. She used to know Peter Parker. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be something interesting. Um, what else do we got going on? Um, Al Ewing is a writer. Um, he's writing contest of champions, all new, Avengers or all new Ultimates, something along the line. I, I'm 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 flying low on the radar on this. I've been missing out. I'm reading Contest of Champions. It's fun. the The handheld video game is fun to play. So the book's been interesting, and they're introducing you know ISO eight. So that's like, to me, in my opinion, it's like a cosmic power source. But they're actually introducing it into the main Marvel comics. Uh, the Ultimates, which is like a super think tank for the Marvel U, they have captured Galactus and turned him into like this world healer instead of Devour. So that's kind of cool. He's got a, a gold and white costume instead of the purple blue. Wasn't that controversial? Is it black? <laughs> is it purple? So no, you know, maybe that's what it was. We've, yeah. we've, we've just always been seeing photos of Galactus and it's in the wrong light. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, these comics, they're, they're, they're not in the right lighting. So, yeah, so uh, so that's that. Um, books I'm following. Well, I love me some Cyclops. Um, so I'm reading all new X-Men and get ready for that. Um, because in Uncanny, for some reason, we have an Archangel walking around. Straight up blue skin, metal wings. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What happened to crazy hippie i am an angel warren and there's the blast from the past warren and now you got this third one so i i don't know you know you got you got a a movie coming out pretty soon where this is true where there's an archangel so you gotta have archangel show up in the marvel u again well they're actually and they they totally are banking on that which is kind of exciting to see marvel is willing to play ball with fox um 
Because, you know, I, I know well, there's a lot of people that talk about this whole, like, oh, there's a conspiracy because of the movies. I, I'm starting to believe it. I mean, Bendis got on the, the, the X-Men books. You know, he brought the original X-Men from the past to the future. A great story I was interested in. I mean, imagine, you know, what would you tell 18-year-old you? You know, right. I'd be like, stay away from the following. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that, I thought it was such a great concept story. I like the following. The show was pretty good. Kevin Bacon, you know... <laughs> Oh, that's not what you were talking about. Okay, I need to watch that, so I'm buying some DVDs. But um, I, I just love what it did. I think it was a great story. and But then it's like, oh, we're going to give you another book to write. And it's like, oh, screw these X-Men, here I go. <laughs> because it did. It's like if you read the end of his run. Now, granted, he did say something true. You know, Everybody was like, oh, it was such a short run. No, the guy did. He put almost sometimes three issues a month. Wow. And technically, between the two books, it's like he was putting four to five issues out a month. A month. That's intense. So we did get a lot in a little time. But the way he ended it was just so ugly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, okay, so it's like, so we have two Cyclopses in the universe. You got young teen Cyclops and, you know, angry old Cyclops. And angry old Cyclops goes into Secret Wars. We see him get the Phoenix power, get his neck snapped by Doom, and that's it. And now when we come out of post-Secret Wars in the uh, uh, in the extraordinary x-men book cyclops is dead and he did something bad that's all we know we haven't seen it. it's like an off-panel death it's like really one of your founding marvel characters and you give him an off-panel death damn it you know so but at least teen cyclops he's doing really good um we'll see that's you know we don't have well they do have yeah and, and, and what is it uh uh X-Men Apocalypse the movie we're going to have a teen Cyclops yep. and teen so Gene and all, yeah. the teen characters back and they can't be uh, the old. that's I mean that's the one thing is about I, I find about the Marvel comic books side of it they totally kowtow to the uh, movie side of, oh, of it yeah. like anything that's happening in the movies is what's going to eventually is, is going to start showing up in the uh in the comic books where well, yeah organic webbing <laughs> yeah. we've had spider-man since 1963 and then all of a sudden organic, organic webbing, webbing. <laughs> yeah and then uh, but then the other side the dc side it's more of a i don't know <laughs> so well, far dc movies they, they've all kind of just taken aspects of stuff that's happening in the comic books and then put it into the movies and the and then the, and it doesn't really go the other way but i don't i don't really see it going the other way except for maybe joker like the joker totally uh, after heath ledger's joker they they tried to capitalize on, oh God, on yeah. that in the comic books and i think people kind of liked it when like the people who read the comic books were like no we should go back to the joker that we like but then you got a joker that cut his face off and then put his face back on and... oh that was radical yeah that was some <laughs> stuff well it's it is funny because like dc they they do it it but I, I almost feel like the new 52 is like a preemptive strike to be like, okay, this is our movie universe. Because they, they are. They're, 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 these, they're different versions. That's very true. You're right. Then, you know, like right they, after Flashpoint, they, yeah, they, like they, just they all kind of skipped the line. And now I feel like I'm reading. Like it, it feels like, okay, for those fans that have been around for a while, when The Ultimates came out, right. that was a Marvel movie book. And that is the Marvel Bible for the movies, for the most part. And see, it's that, like, the way I saw it was that Marvel Ultimates came out, and then the movies started copying from the Ultimates, and yep. then the proper universe started copying from the movies. Oh, and be careful with saying 616. Tom Brevroot hates that. Why? He just hates that numbering system. And it's funny. It's totally funny, because 
So at the end of this whole like Secret Wars is over, yay, yay, and then they're posting. I was like, okay, there's no more six one six. It's the Marvel Universe. Okay, cool. And then you have Web Warriors, the Spider Man team up book, like basically Exiles, but with Spider Man people. Okay. And sure enough, it's you know here's this character from six one six, and it's like, didn't you just throw a big? See, that's that's you know, terrible. I mean, why why get rid of history and stuff like that? I mean, that's just a way for. Us, your loyal fans, the people who read your books, to categorize or you know, uh, you know, label characters from where they're from. It's it just makes it easier for us so that we can read your stories. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because like DC. So earlier today we were talking. I was like, oh yeah, you know, the Trinity Award took place on Earth Zero. I was like, Earth Zero. That doesn't make any sense. Why is it Earth Zero? They should be Earth One. So then, if the JSA world is Earth Two and the uh, the crime's gonna get us from Earth Three. What's J- Earth One? Oh, like Earth One graphic novels, the JMS Superman, the Jeff what? Johns Batman. That, yeah, those don't. I mean, I know they were called Superman Earth One and Batman Earth One, but they aren't proper. They no, don't have they their own stories. They've they got nothing. Yeah, nothing much. I mean, no. I, if you're listening, go out and read Superman Earth One volumes one, two, and three. They're fantastic. Oh, they're, they're great stories. But don't yeah, get they're, me wrong. They're, they're 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 their own thing. They're like. To me, you know, for those of us that remember, they're like an Elseworlds. They're Elseworlds. There's exactly what they are. You know, are. it's like, okay, what if, you know, what if we made a Superman movie? How could we have made it as a comic book? That's how I read it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, this is cool. But yeah, now it's like, wait, that that place holds Earth 1? And it's funny, I don't know. Um, so at the end of Convergence, there was this big four-page spread that shows all the Earths. And so they all grew from something. So, for example, as Mitch mentioned, we have Earth 2 with the classic Jay Garrick and Alan Scott, Flash, Green Lanterns, respectively. And then coming out from their little world is the new the new Jay and Alan, you know, and they're like, okay, so that's what that world turned into. So it's like, well, then are we led to believe that the post-crisis world became Earth 1? And it's, yeah, it's just, it screws it up. And it's funny because it's like one minute we're against a numbering system, we're against multiverses, and then now we embrace the crap out of it. (laughs) It's like, just embrace it. Like, I will say one thing. DC Entertainment, when they first announced they weren't going to have the TV and movies be related, I was sad. I was like, that's stupid. But you know what? You know, and especially if you watched The Flash last night, it's like, that's actually kind of cool. They can embrace all their history. Anybody that has, has not got to watch last night's episode of The Flash does not understand how much they are setting up that whole Greg Berlanti DC world up for a crisis on infinite earth so bad that it is, it is unreal. Like it is amazing. Like all the little Easter eggs that were in that episode, ah, nerdgasm everywhere. (laughs) We're going to need to watch this after this, after this broadcasting. (laughs) So uh, yeah, you know, and then I'm glad that you were able to give uh, get a lot of that uh, off your chest, if you want to say. <laughs> um, but we also had some questions uh, put uh, given to us on Facebook. So, oh, let's tackle that. Uh, let's uh, go ahead. We did tackle some of them already when we talked to uh, the people on on Facebook, but uh, I figured we'll go over them on here too. And nothing like yeah. hearing it. <clears throat> John Camarena asked, "What should Hugh Jackman's last foray portraying Wolvie be about?" Could an old man Logan adaptation be done on the big screen without the supporting characters of the, on Disney's payroll like Hawkeye and Hulk? And I, I think we both kind of yeah, we both chimed in. We both chimed in on this, and so uh, let's face off. <laughs> well, that's the next question because that one we really had a, a, a butting of heads. But on this one, I think uh, I think we both said that it could be done 
should it be done is another story. Well, you know, okay, the, the, could it be done? Yeah, and I think you know we're 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 amateur writers enough that we would find a way. Should it be done? You know, uh, the companies will do it. They're gonna do it. So the right. only hope is you do it as well as you can. You know. So for those who don't know, characters like uh, the Hulk are, are play a, a huge part in the Old Man Logan story because uh, they they are first the catalyst of what happens to Old Man Logan, and then they are the literal end of the story for him. So uh, the Hulk obviously is owned by Disney, mm-hmm. not uh, Fox. Fox, which Wolverine would be owned by, and then you got Car- uh, the. Uh, Red Skull was a part Red of it. Red Skull is, is, so that's is Marvel almost again. the main antagonist. And there, there's Marvel again. There's Hawkeye. Hawkeye is his buddy who, yeah. who takes him throughout most of the, the story. And Spider-Man is also there as, a, well, his characteristics or his name, I should say, is there uh, for uh, another part of the, of the story. And all these characters would be missing, so you'd have to replace them with uh, Fox-owned yeah, mutants, mutants yeah. or Fantastic Four. You know, that's the only other now actually okay have. throwing this out there I forgot about the Fantastic Four. What if it's a bunch of things running around? So instead of Hulk, well, instead of Hulk, you got Hulk things. The things, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be a little twisted. You know, it, I could see it. It 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 could work. You, I mean, the the strength thing. At least the visual. I yeah. would never like reading that story, which I love. I love that story, Old Man Logan. Uh, which written by Mark Millar, Miller, whichever way you decide to say it. Which side of the pond you're on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a great story. I just never would have seen the Hulk turn out that way, or his family turn out that way. It's true. These like hillbilly inbreded, yeah, whack jobs. And, yeah, yeah. So the, that was a very good story. And then you know you have the very end of it is, or not the very end, but the the main antagonist of the story, which is the Red Skull, is taken over all of america you know he's he's wearing captain america's like cowl and yeah. you know gone i remember that crazy. cover it's just uh, you don't uh, you, you have to come come across i mean you look at a lot of of mark miller's stories the the villains win it's a, a theme of a lot of that's true that that's true he does like that so i mean this is a story where the villains won but then they also uh you know a, a hero eventually comes and, and takes the win from them so you could have, like John in the thing said, it would be cool to see the see the Hulk because uh, Wolverine originally showed up in a Hulk comic yep. book. He yeah. was they were for original enemies, and then to have the Hulk be his last enemy he fights. Well, that is a nice bookend. It's a nice bookend. Yeah. So, but but I threw out there, what if you change the Hulk into Dog from Origin? It's Wolverine's first stories supposedly you know as put out by paul jenkins i believe was the writer oh gosh uh yeah i think you are correct origin was paul jenkins and he uh so dog would have been wolverine's first enemy so then have him show up to be even though he dies in in origin whatever reason comic books can bring bring anybody back yeah (laughs) you make him be the the last his last thing so it's another book in well you could to me there's so many you could even do like Explore Sabretooth having a family. It, it, that would be great. You know, and then because then, there's there's a history of Sabretooth every year on Wolverine's birthday just kicking the shit out of him. It's so true. now it's a family event, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Come here, son. It's time to it's time to get you introduced to the family business, you know. And then it was uh I and then I believe you uh threw out there uh replaced Hawkeye with Gambit, which you know, 
They can blind too. I, I, it's Whoa. a great counterpart or you know well thank you <laughs> I, I thought it was a great idea yeah. well i just figure uh, you know like I, again he's a marksman character and it's funny because in every future the marksmen go blind yeah we've seen blind green arrow we've seen blind hawkeye it's like man you know like winter soldier watch out <laughs> eat some carrots and take care of your eyes because you're gonna be blind well, in the future. It's, it's if you're a marksman you're either gonna uh, go blind or lose a limb yeah it's true yeah <laughs> Yeah, because we've seen, uh, yeah, Green Arrow ends up with God, one arm. yeah, our, our 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 archers with one arms, yeah. you know, jeez, yeah. So and I figured, you know, Gambit would be good for twofold. One, he's that marksman type character, and two, you got Channing Tatum. You know, it's like, well, that's already your in studio actor that could lend some star power to the film side of things. Why not go for it? And he's definitely got. And then as a character, you know, uh, Wolverine traveling around with him would, st- would still be great. Yeah, it gives you it gives you a reason behind it again too. Yeah. So I mean, you know, in, in summation of it, I, I I think that would be the best story for it because it's good for Hugh Jackman. He gets to put that character rest because you know it is going to be something interesting. You know, it's the, the one time that we have to we, we're going to go to watch an X Men movie and there's going to be a different actor playing. Wolverine. That day's coming. It, it, I mean, it might not be within the next five years. It might not be within the next ten years, but it will happen. Yeah, Fox is not going to just let that character go away. Oh no, nobody lets Wolverine go. I mean, it's a it's a cash pot. So that one day, I I feel almost feel sorry for the actor that has to portray him. Seriously, next. I mean, because you think about think about uh, well, Brandon, Brandon Ralph having to play Perfect, Superman yeah. right after you know Chris, Chris Reeves, Reeves and then yeah. or. Uh, um, Jared Leto now having to play after Heath Ledger, yep. you know, it's when you have somebody wear that character so much that it's identified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's intimidating. I mean, like, yeah, because you know, everybody threw Tom Hardy out there. I, I like it. I think it's a neat pick. I kind of want to see Tom Hardy and something else because in my mind, it's Hugh Jackman still, exactly. but it's, but it's like, wow, you know, how rough is that going to be on that actor that has to, that goes on. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, let let him do Old Man Logan, or you know, I don't know if they'll do Old Man Logan. They'll probably they're gonna ha- they're gonna do something. There's obviously gonna be Wolverine three. Yeah, well, but I mean, it'd be interesting because like, what do you do? Like, do you do do you do a version of maybe say Fatal Attractions where Magneto rips the adamantium out? But we kind of saw Wolverine lose his claws at the end of the Wolverine, and right? Then that that never has been explored. You know, like, <laughs> oh, never mind. We. Turns out the X Men franchise was better after all, so we'll, we'll, <laughs> well forget then our we own movie. Well, we go straight into uh, Days of Future, Days right? Of future yeah. Pass, and then you know everything is erased, and we don't have to worry oh about it. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. There, there, are, there are some decent Wolverine stories out there. You know, maybe Mark Millar, Enemy of the State. You know, Enemy hey, that could good. be cool. You know, but be... I don't know if that's one you want to end on. No, I, I think like I mean, it would have a... been fun for instead of the Wolverine, that would have been the one to do where you could have Hugh be like, all right, just be evil, be the evil Wolverine. Right. It's like okay. But yeah, for him, for it to be a his swan song, you got to pick something good. I think be, is there is there a uh, Wolverine kills the Marvel universe like Deadpool and Punisher had? I don't think there was because since they were doing Enemy of the State around those times, uh, okay. that kind of had that. I know when Marvel was doing books, they did the end. Right, and I it's funny that, that you mentioned Dog because I think no, it was it was his older brother that it was his older brother. Oh, Allen, okay. That shows up at the end of that in Wolverine the end. Okay, so they did touch on that. But I mean you could take that book, it's already tailor made and you stick dog That's in there for true, your yeah. audience or saber tooth, you know. But yeah, so I don't know. I would just I would think old man Logan's the way to go because that gets referenced as, you know, that's that's the Dark Knight Returns for Wolverine. 
You know, it's like, I know Michael Keaton, once he kind of gained notoriety again, you know, with Birdman, it's like, oh, you know, would you ever play Batman? You're the perfect age to be, you know, the Dark Knight Returns. And even he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Hell yeah. You know, so it's like, well, you know, that's that's the movies you can make for those guys. You yeah. know, they're there. So, you know, that's uh, one of the oh, if, if they did do when, when they do do another Wolverine movie, I would I would kind of like to see both Liv Shriver and and Tyler Maine show up. As, oh, that'd as be cool! Tooth. Like, I mean, keep them as two different saber twos or two different like points in the history, but like have them both be in the movie at some point. I thought that'd be kind of cool. That would be that would be because Taylor Maine did a good job. Yeah, he. I mean, he, he did put, what he could with what he was given. Right, and they made they made him to be a, a mindless dumb beast. I mean, they didn't make him the yeah, the, the saber tooth that should be there. Yeah, but, that cunning snarky, which son is of a, what yeah. Liv Schreiber's character ended up doing. Which is he did a great job too. Yeah. and just two different versions of the same character. Well, to me, it's almost like it's like the Eric Bana Bruce Banner. Yeah. I liked it. I think he did a good job. It was just a weird movie. <laughs> it was a weird movie. <laughs> Let's have a comic book panel frame. <laughs> <laughs> that's and you know that was Ang Lee's way of being like this is a comic book movie. Let's let's embrace yeah. it full heartedly and it was cute, weird but cute. <laughs> weird, yeah. All right. So the big question, which is posed by Ray- Raymond Garcia, is uh, uh, why? How are you guys so awesome? Oh. Just are. You know, uh, it's it's conditioner. I, I put say. it in the hair. It makes the hair wavy. It's just it's it is what it is. Well, I don't know about you. Um, I know after I was bitten by that radioactive spider, my <laughs> life got awesome. <laughs> <laughs> my life got crazy, you know. And so, well, see, the thing was, I was on the beach and this ship crashed, and this alien came out and said, "You have great willpower. I'd like to give you this ring." <laughs> no, turns out I was born with these uncontrollable <laughs> optic blasts. <laughs> was it your dad, the king of Atlantis, <laughs> and now like that? Uh, no, and then he goes on to be, uh, also, which side of the Civil War would you two on? Were oh, you two on? yes, this, this, this is a big moment here. So, <laughs> I have, since Civil War, like the comic book, since it came out, I've always been that I would have been on the registration side. I wholeheartedly feel, and this might lose my geek cred or my, you know, you know, don't worry fans we're taking away his comic book collection tonight (laughs) whatever i just think that i feel that i mean obviously tony stark didn't go about it the right way he didn't he didn't go about it you know the way that it should have been done but i do feel that if you have superpowers and you want to do it right you know form a a group and have people register and then it'd be like law enforcement or uh, any other government-funded uh, emergency service, and then you have, it, then you, insurance will be taken care of, rebuilding will be taken care of, people will be held responsible. You know, these are all things that don't happen because they're costume superheroes. So, how does I mean it, it? It happens often. I mean, they don't touch on it a lot in stories, but they do touch on it sometimes in the comic book stories. How does how does the person get convicted of a crime when a, an officer didn't read them their rights? That's they true. they didn't they all all of a sudden a criminal just shows up on the the police steps and says a sign says here I caught this bad guy for you oh yeah what crime did he commit what did he do where's your evidence yeah. okay so he's sitting in front of the steps now I'll just let him go because they can't do nothing to him if they were registered and you know they were held by rules then. They would it, it would it would work out, and I know 
So now you have superheroes who are who want to protect their families, and their names are there out out in the open. Well, I don't think they'd be out in the open. They would be. They could still be hidden. We have enough superheroes that have mega tech and uh, you know are hackers themselves so that you could have a division of them just working on keeping bad guys out. But how often do the, the do their secret identities get found out anyways? All right, so here's my Del Rusk. <laughs> Senator Del Rusk. Yes, every the, once in a while you'll the have good the Red old, Skull the show good up. old Red Skull shows up. He's gonna get that database. Like, see, okay, now, and I agree with you. I, I, I think it is a worthwhile thing, you know, because you're right. It's, you know, when, when we have a super battle and a, your car gets picked up and thrown, who covers that? You know, well, if if Hulk does it, it's okay. But if Thor does it, it's an it's act, act of God. God. <laughs> you know, it's, so, it's literally okay. an act of God. So at least we have some kind of government agency that will come through and make sure we take care of it. You know, and, and of course that stuff never sells in comic books because nobody cares about that, you know. No, exactly. I've got a story hiding in my back of my head where it's like Nighthawks, where it's like, okay, you know, hey, what happened to, what happened to Burger King? It, it got burnt down. Was it just a fry cook in the kitchen? And there's a mysterious set of adventures that are going down nobody's talking about. And the whole premise is you have a group of people that cover these things up. So, yeah, it would, it would have to be necessary. It would have to exist. And, again, for the superheroes, it's like, well, why not? Why not put them on a payroll where they can get the insurance? It's kind of like what the Avengers does anyways. Right. You know, but, but that's it's, all out of Tony Stark's money. Or at least exactly. Well, yeah, you know, the, the, his, his foundations. And, and it works. But it's one of those things where it's like, but they never asked you for, you know, like it was a sponsorship program. So it's like, well, I'm an Avenger. Okay, well, you have cred with us. You're okay. Um, but putting that database out there. That's the scary part, and especially in this day and age, because it's like, okay, you know, like I was, I was thinking about this, like, okay, there's Anonymous, right? And they seem cool because they wear the Guy Fox mask, right? And they put out that big old thing where they were going to release, oh, here's the big pile of people who are on the KKK. What if your name came up on that? Well, I mean, it wouldn't, you know, but, but, I, I but, but I'm saying, saying, you know, so it's like, well, you could throw this out there and it's like, well, that's scary, you know, and I, I go back to Ben Franklin, those who would trade a little bit of security for a little bit of freedom will have neither and deserve neither. And it's like, all right, I, I, I see that. I mean, we put this out there. I mean, yes, that's where you do something like, okay, well, we encrypt the files and we put it entirely in the vision and he's the database. And then now everybody's happy. But unfortunately, the two heads of army didn't talk it out which is a shame because steve and cap are known for that they're buddies you know they would have they literally would have sat down and been like look shield's asking me to do this should i do it well yeah you should well, what the hell are you talking about you know and they would have they would have hashed out and come out with a good idea because it is funny because <clears throat> after all the craziness we get top cop steve so mm-hmm. it's like oh you just literally became the next <laughs> one you know so it's like okay tony had this idea you know, he took it over. He manned it. Everything was good. Unfortunately, a bad move happened, and everybody blamed him. So the power goes to Norman Osborn. But then Norman Osborn has a bad move, and then all the power went to Steve Rogers. But that's just the thing. It's scary. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, our own, one of our own local bases. Everybody's Social Security never got hacked and thrown out there. You know, so it is scary. I mean, yes, it's a slight risk, and the benefit is way better. But until you can really prove to me that you're going to give a better way, I stand with Cap. <laughs> well, I still say that, it, you know, if you were to do it correctly, 
it would not be any different than the FBI, the NSA, the the, and the local. You're police defending department. the NSA. I, uh, I'm just saying these are all. They, maybe there are things that you don't think that they do are right. That's what another podcast for another show. But <laughs> imagine if it goes political. <laughs> these these agencies are there to protect us, or at least they're supposed to. And you know their names are are there, and they you know their families are just as much at risk in the in a world where there are terrorists and, and bad guys and green goblins and green goblins <laughs> running from hobgoblins. But I'm just saying, I I think that I always felt that registration is the right way to go. It's just never been. It's the it's not the popular choice in comic books no so it's not written the way that it could work it's written the way where it's gonna go bad and don't get me wrong that has been the problem with uh or that has been an issue in in uh x-men's world for since day one. Oh yeah the registration you have yeah. to register obviously that's not good you're just asking people to register because they were born with something you're not saying you're not doing anything else i'm saying these are people that have dis- decided to go into the superhero business yeah, take it upon themselves right no and i and I, I get that i see that but it's just you know it's it's things we see and i you know it's we are we're led to believe the government is evil and you know again that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> but it is one of those things where it's like yeah it's like you said if it's done right it's done right but it never has been shown because we, we, you know, look at, look at some of the famous bad guys from this Henry Gyrick, you know, like, right. geez, what a douchebag, you know, <laughs> he goes in and asks for a haircut and they say, what style? And he says, douchebag. And they do it. <laughs> I got you. you know? Yeah, <laughs> I got you. So, I you mean, know. okay, that's, that's, it. we could go on forever on this subject and you know, it's, it's a comic. What civil war is how old now? Oh my God. I want to say probably close to a decade. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's gotta be. Cause I it's think got it's, it's at least a decade. Something like out. that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, close to a decade. We got a movie that's going to be coming out here pretty soon. We're getting a sequel. We're getting a sequel. sequel, the sequel version, Civil War so two is coming. Uh, it's, it's still, it's still a heavy topic and it's still, uh, you know, something to debate or bring up. So whatever you guys have or wherever you fall on, I'm probably more likely the, one of the only people that falls on registration side, but because like, I think most of us know better. <laughs> if you don't stand with Captain hey, America, look, you're a Nazi. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Peter Parker stood with 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 Iron Man. And how long did that last? Look, just because Iron Man did it. What long, happened to Aunt the May? Power went to his head. Okay. What happened to that suit he gave him? Hey, Pete, put this on. You can trust me. Hey, and then what happens when you're smart enough to know to put in your own back doors into stuff? Peter Parker outsmarted <laughs> Tony Stark. So as long as you're a smart person. Registration is not going to hurt you. Oh, so there you go. You have to be this genius <laughs> in order to fully understand it, huh? <laughs> so you're just going to rope in the rest of the dummies. I see how this works. That's why we didn't get suckered in. <laughs> we know better. <laughs> All right. Last question. Last question is from Aaron Berrigan, another podcaster. He wanted to know, who would win in an arm wrestling match between Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane Watson? And no, not Spider-Gwen. Well, I'm going to say uh, Mary Jane wins because Gwen is dead. Wow. You can't, <laughs> you can't win an arm wrestling match if you're dead. That, wow, okay. You know, I didn't think about it that way. If we're talking, let's let's say, okay, so I'm going to go back in time. Oh, okay, so when they were in high <laughs> so school. So when they were back in high school. I give it to Gwen. She's really? the daughter of a cop. Is she? Okay. He um, would have taught her no, some stuff. Mary Jane is a redhead. She is fiery and feisty. She would have. She would have won. Having been with both a redhead and a blonde, 
hair color does not determine a woman's <laughs> anything. <laughs> and you'd think I'd learn by now with all these redheads. No, but the thing is, see, like to me, like, okay, because I was thinking about that. I'm like, okay, well, what, what type of household did Mary Jane grow up in? It was an abusive household. So she's going to have that, you know, like, st- you know, that street, street smart, smart kid. But she's not going to know, like, proper technique. Gwen will because her dad was a cop and you know he taught her like hey people are going to be coming after you not that he taught her very well <laughs> oh snap well, I mean, you can't you can't teach someone not to get their next step when they're stopped at vo- terminal velocity you can teach them to not have sex with the green goblin thanks jms <laughs> that's a horrible comic that's book a panel another story oh my god that is such a bad comic book panel you see his Tommy Lee Jones looking face seducing <laughs> Gwen Stacy, the most pure girl of our comic book dreams. Ugh. So, so Gwen. <laughs> there you go. There, uh, Aaron, we fall on two different sides of this once again. I think this is a more important debate than Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Team Gwen hashtag. <laughs> Team MJ. Okay. So, that that... Did that up. I think uh, it was okay that we spent a lot of time on that because our actual Imagine If challenge this week, I don't see it going for too long like our, our past ones. Oh, man. I had a 12-issue maxi well, series with gonna, four spin-outs. Out, so. <laughs> to the fans at home, make sure you buy the unedited edition <laughs> of this. <laughs> so I had thrown out to you on our last one that I would like – having never read – Craven's Last Hunt. I wanted to see what would happen in Craven's Last Hunt in the DC universe. Uh, I uh, never read, it, never read it, but knew that it was an important story. It, it it is something that before one last day, brand new day, was probably a very important was a very important story to the uh, cre- not creation but um, career of. Peter Parker career Peter Parker formation of Peter Parker you know the eventual end result of Spider-Man that we know um whether or not that has been canceled out by brand new day so it's funny (laughs) um so I'm in the same boat as Mitch I I I never read the story I knew of it you know you see the the amazing cover you know it's It's, the cover of the trade page where he's, he's in the black costume and he's rising from the grave and it's such a funny image because it's like well it's called Craven's Last Hunt and you have Spidey rising, he's rising out of the grave. So you're like, oh, man, he did it. He did it. And in reality, you find out who the last hunt is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'd never read it. I never had a chance to sit down. I, I bought the trade. It sat there and waited. Luckily, Mitch chose this as the challenge. Um, so I did my background research like I usually tend to do. And uh, it's funny because they did mention they did a graphic – or not a graphic novel, but a prose novel. They did a prose novel. And in that story – so in the comic book version – Pete and MJ are like, they just got married. They just right. got married. So this is the first time where MJ is like, Oh my God, my husband never came home. What do I do? And she's panicking in the, in the, the prose novel. It's kind of like, well, you know, it's just Peter Parker. So no one's going to care. So they did change it a little. It, it did happen, but we don't have to worry about the marriage aspect, which is important to the story in a sense. It is, you know, it's, it's very much so. Yeah. Cause it, and honestly, it, it, it's kind of neat. Like even to help you with your civil war side of things, that's why you need that. Because if Peter really was dead, then the agency that is to take care of our heroes would have taken care of their spouse. I mean, in this case, if she had known better or maybe she'd been married to Peter Parker longer, she could have gone to S.H.I.E.L.D. She could have went to Nick Fury and been like, hey, you yeah, know, something Peter, happened. Peter's missing. But, but 
at that point he doesn't even have that that relationship with with shield or fury you know he doesn't they don't she doesn't know anything about it yeah, she doesn't know what's so, going on so i mean but you're right if if, if something like that had worked, existed you, she could have gone to superhero headquarters and been like my husband's missing he goes out as spider-man every night yeah, I'm like oh let's check the files <laughs> oh he died two days ago yeah. miss <laughs> go ahead and grab a consolation mug on your way out we're sorry okay so team what, cap <laughs> what what what's some of the uh stuff that you found on the background so what, what issues are we talking about here? Okay, so according to the trade paperback, if you do wish to read this thing, and I will list it off in order, you should read Web of Spider-Man number 31, Amazing Spider-Man number 293, Spectacular Spider-Man number 131, Web of Spider-Man number 32, Spider-Man number 294, and Spectacular Spider-Man number 132. So it ran for three months. Across no, three I, I'm sorry. It ran for two months across three different books. Um, part of the background on that is... In 1987. Yes, in 1987. And they, they did it in the in all the Spider-Man books because the, the, the thought is they want you, the reader, to presume that he's dead. So they realize that, okay, well, if we kill him in Spectacular and he's swinging around in Web, it takes away from the story. So back in the 80s, they actually thought about these types of things, whereas crazy. they don't quite do... The well. editor had an idea and <laughs> stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so uh, J.M. Dematis, Dematis, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I want to say Dematis because it's D-E-M. So Dematis, he originally wanted to pitch a Wonder Man story, and it was basically going to be this and he pitched it, and they really didn't care for it. So then he turned it into a DC story, and he it's it's uh, it's basically the surprises. It turns out to be the the story Batman going sane, and in it the Joker thinks he's killed Batman, so he goes sane. So it's kind of funny. Um, J.M. Demetrius beat us to you know he he threw his <laughs> own hat into the ring for our imaginative challenge, <laughs> and he calls it a book called Batman going sane. But so anyways. Um, uh, Dematis finally got to sit down and write it back in 1987 and he wrote Craven's Last Hunt and so the premise is Cravenoff at the time uh, he was very much like totally a refugee from a very screwed up Russia <laughs> you know his dad used to be royalty now he's just a common man with an alcohol problem his mom she wound up uh, driving herself crazy and committing suicide and so he feels bad because he's like, well, my family used to be honorable and now we're, we're nothing. So he, he takes it as a big slap in the face and he's deciding, well, what's one of my biggest failures in this life? Never actually having bested Spider-Man. But Spider-Man basically making him look like a fool yep. time and time again. This is supposed to be Craven or uh, what's his for, for actual first name? Um, Mikhail? Ooh, I think Mikhail it is Mikhail Cravenoff. And, you know, one of the world's greatest... Uh, Hunters, Hunters, yeah, yeah, and and he is he's he's killed every type of animal, and yet hasn't been able to best Spider-Man. Yep, he can't stop that guy. So, you know, he takes it as a personal challenge, but he takes it a step further. He totally, you know, does it. He he drugs Pete, puts him in a casket, buries him, puts on his own Spider-Man costume, and goes around and just is crazy. And then part of the story is there's a character named uh, Vermin. And Vermin is one of the few villains at that time who actually beat Spider-Man. It took Captain America and Spider-Man together to defeat Vermin. So Kravenoff is like, well, I have to fight him by myself. And when I beat him, I'm the winner. And so that's, that was the secondary part of the story. And another portion of the story is Mary Jane dealing with the fact that, like, oh, my, my husband didn't come home. What's going on? 
So you got all these stories going on. And if I remember correctly, I think it was like a two-week span in the comics. So like he had been yes. in this casket for like two weeks. Right. So he finally gets out, you know, and he goes and he's on a rampage and he goes after Craven and Craven's like, dude, I'm okay. Don't worry. You yeah, know? because as Craven, Craven as Spider-Man in the black suit was going around saving people and then putting up air quotes, but he was also killing villains and, and you know, in doing that in front of cops. So cops who were still on Spider-Man's side at that point were like, what are you doing? You can't kill people. This is not who you are. And so, you know, giving Spider-Man a bad name, which wow. you know, is kind of, kind of reminiscent. And I only say reminiscent because I read this after what happened in Superior Spider-Man, but you know, that's another person taking over the identity of Spider-Man and doing things different. You know, it's funny now that you mentioned that this is going to be another Spider-Man Batman relationship. I took it as like when Asbats took over. It's funny you should say that. <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh man, you know, here comes this new guy, puts on his own variation of the costume. He's Batman. He runs around and he takes people down. And it's funny since you mentioned the Superior Spider-Man with this whole brain thing. That made me think of what happened with Batman today. You know, yep. he's like, oh, I need to reset my I, brain yeah, so I can come exactly, back. It's, it's very true. The spider and the bat. So before we get into our actual Imagine If, I wanted to just say, don't read this, people. Don't read this book. <laughs> Read the synopsis, listen to us, that's it. Because the book itself is so weird and just badly written and I felt badly put together. Like, there is constant panels throughout the book that are referencing, like, either a dude digging a grave or a person, like, Craven talk, saying a word over and over. It's just so repetitive and it does not to be need to be six issues. This all could be done in... One issue, maybe two. It, it, it I, I, I don't know how. It, if you felt the same way, but. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, um, it was a chore to get through these six issues. <laughs> it was bad. Um, I remember we were we were texting, and you know, I was I sat down Sunday night, and I'm like, okay, I got to read this thing, and I thought I was going to get excited, and you know, it was like, okay, issue one, all right, cool. But yeah, the repetition of panels would get ridiculous. I'm like, okay, there's some stranger digging a grave, you know, and you're like, well, why? Why is he digging this grave? And it's not even like the mysterious, like, well, why is he digging a grave? It's like, why am I reading this? Why exactly. is there a whole like, panel? Obviously, I know what he's doing, why he's digging, <laughs> digging the grave, but you don't need to show me at the end of each you page. Know, like three panels yeah, or something, you know. Like one panel would have been fine. And it's not just the panels that are repetitive. It's the dialogue is repetitive. Oh, God, yeah. Craven says the same thing throughout dig, all six books. Yeah. Dig. Dig. It, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense, and and Vermin as a character already just says things over and over. Oh my not god! Smart. Yeah, he's he's half rat, so yeah, it's just so. Uh, the book itself is very hard to get. Through. It didn't age. It did not age well. No. Um. So maybe yes, nineteen eighty seven. This was yeah. No. Maybe this was the cool trendy <laughs> stuff. But yeah, do yourself a favor if you love Spider Man, if you love classic stories, stick to any synopsis you read. Um. Do not. Don't get it. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, that's this amazing story. And then you read it and you're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> now I question. I'm like, why is this on any top 20 list? I don't know. You know? It, and it doesn't make any sense. I, I, th I literally think it's because of the outcome. Oh, the yeah. The resulting outcome of this book is important, but the book itself is not. Yeah. No, you're right. And I think that's, that is. Because if you sit down and think about all your rogues galleries, before that book, I don't think you ever had a rogue do that. Right. Something 
to that extreme. Yeah. Should we should we tell the fans what it is, or should we make you read the book? <laughs> you, tell, you tell them what, what ends up happening. Okay. So once finally Peter comes to from his grave, he pops out of it. You know, one of his first things he does is go see MJ. MJ's happy, like, oh my god, you're alive, everything's okay. And then Spider Man finds out his reputation's being tarnished, so he tracks down Craven. He finds Craven has captured Vermin. Vermin's in a big rat cage. So Craven lets Vermin loose, and you know, he's kind of looking at Spider-Man. He's like, well, you got choices. I surrender. I'm done. I'm not going to do anything. And you're more than welcome to go track down Crave or track down uh, Vermin or you can stay with me. So Pete's like, oh, I'm going to go get him, but I'll come back. And so Pete goes after Vermin. And of course, you know, he's got to crawl around the sewers. So he's freaking out because he's underground again. And he's dealing with his claustrophobia, some real big PTSD stuff happening there. Um, he finally does capture vermin right he did capture him yeah yes so he captures vermin he's arrested and while that's going on we see craven off just be like well i've i've reached the peak there's nothing more i can do spider-man and you see the panels literally where it's like oh he's pulling out a shotgun okay oh he's pointing it at his head (laughs) okay and then bam he does himself in and he's he's even written a note saying look i I did this i took over spider-man's costume for this so many time and I, I'm the one that killed people in his name, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, yeah the, the, it ends with him killing himself. Yeah, and so Spider-Man is exonerated. You know, we know it wasn't Spidey who did it. Craven has killed himself. And he's buried, so you know, like, usually the rule of thumb is unless you see the body. No, we see the body be buried. Yep. Uh, but they've brought him back several times in several ways. The spirit of the hunter. Uh, God, what was There was a big uh, Spider-Man story, but they played with that where they actually had the Craven off his new family. Because we've had, and actually it was Serge, Sergio, no, Sergeanoff. Sergey. Sergey. Sergey Kravenoff was the original Craven. So we've had Craven's son be the new Craven. That's true. Uh, we found out that there's a daughter of Craven. Daughter. And then there's the ex wife of Craven. So they're and the new family. He's also got a brother who's the chameleon. That's right. Yeah, he's related to the chameleon. So they all kind of joined forces and they revived him. Um, I don't know if that revived version of him stayed alive or if it just died because of the weird Russian magic. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, weird Russian magic. Why not? <laughs> so, yes, please don't read this story. Um, you know, look at the art. Mike Zek did a beautiful job. He's a great artist. Um, it, you know, the art is great-looking stuff, but just J.M. Dematis can sometimes be a little bit over-fluffy. <laughs> well, so I, I had to endure him when he wrote the Hal Jordan Spectre book. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like it's 20 some issues that could have been done in like four issues. <laughs> you know, he just blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's not even good. Blah, blah. It's not even like, Oh, well, at least these, this art makes up for it. It's just ridiculousness. So yeah, that's uh that's our recap. That's our readers club edition. There of you go. Craven off's last hop. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we, we go into our imaginaries, our challenge. Um, I, I, hearing what you said earlier, uh, before we started the podcast, uh, we both, we both picked from Batman. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, we we definitely so, went to the Batverse. I will go first because I think you probably you might have done a little bit better in this. Oh man, than you make me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I ended up uh, so you said it as bad. Came to came to mind. So I picked Asbat. Asbat is my Spider-Man in this. He uh, in in my uh, he's my Spider-Man. He uh, I think at the time you know he would have been um, at the time of Nightfall. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he would have been 
uh, new at the job, kind of, but still going a little crazy. Like, the fact that Spider-Man in the story is wearing the black suit, I, I know it's not the symbiote suit, but right. it is very... That that it it brings to mind the idea of the symbiote suit where he's has, having to deal with the the symbiote in his head. So Asriel or John Paul Valley as Batman or as Bat uh, was a little bit off his rocker, a little nutty. Yeah, the system, right? This, no, the order. Uh, no, well, no, it was the system, the system is what, because of the order, <laughs> because of the order of Saint Dumas. So uh, we have a character who uh, is new to the job but also going through a lot of things in his life and maybe not quite stable we need i needed a villain that who is part of batman's rogues and ended up who who also feels that he's been humiliated you know like he's not been taken serious he, he hasn't accomplished what he wants i picked catman Ooh, okay. You know, uh, eventually in, in uh, you know, 2000, around uh, Infinite Crisis or whatever, he kind of gets a reboot and made into a very cool character. But before mm-hmm. that, he was kind of a uh, side villain. That... Well, you remember there was a comic book where they showed him, and he was a, he was a big guy. He right. had his belly sticking out of his costume. Exactly. So that's true. Before that reboot, he was a joke. Right, exactly. So uh, even Catwoman beat him up for trying to take her... Yeah, her uh, stick. Her <laughs> stick. So uh, I have this thing where maybe it's it, he goes and he becomes part of that pride in, in Africa and he gets his his nine lives and stuff like that and he comes back to Gotham and he, he takes out Asbat. I like he, it. He puts him in the grave and... He, uh, he he puts on the, the Asbat suit himself, you know, goes around, does things like that to redeem himself. So then, uh, in, I didn't remember Asbat ever having a female character that he was involved with, with at the time. Yeah, his love life, no. So I replaced Mary Jane with uh, uh, Alfred. I don't know why I couldn't figure oh, okay. it <laughs> So I mean I don't know what Alfred was doing during Nightfall. I well, that's gonna probably... that's gonna be the tricky one. So during that time, him and Bruce Wayne were on the they were also it was, so it was it was Night Nightfall, Night Quest, and then Night's End. Right. And Night Quest broke off into two parts: Night Quest and Night Quest: The Search. And the search was where Bruce Wayne and Alfred were traveling the world looking for Doctor Chandra Killingsley, I think. So that was the the love interest at the time. And so they were trying to track her down. So that's where Alfred was. But I mean, you know, it's comics. Editors can be cool and be like, <laughs> who needs this character to be where they were? So, all right. So you, Alfred's your person. You know, he's, that's easy. He's like, he's wondering where's, where's who's, ta- who's man in the cave? Who's yeah, taking care of stuff? Exactly. Yeah. So he's the one looking around for him. So no love interest there, but still, you know, Some concerned alarm. of what's, yeah. what's happening for Gotham. And then uh, my vermin is. Croc, Killer Croc, down nice. in, down in the sewers. I mean, he, I like that. He would already be the one, you know, stealing women, bringing them down to the sewer or whatever. Yeah, so. the creeper. Yeah, the, the, those are I. Those are the big, the big characters I, I switched out. I don't think there's really any other people in that storyline that's of concern. No, not much. I mean, you know, you just have the scene where MJ goes to. You know Joe Robert Robertson, so right. you know Gordon yeah, and Gordon. Alfred talk real quick. Hey, what's up with Batman? Have you seen him? No. Oh no, no, no reason to question the butler. <laughs> doop, doop, doop. And then at the end of it, I would instead of you know you, you would still have Catman kill himself, but since he has his nine lives, it wouldn't have killed him. You know, oh, it would have just been his his way of being like, I give you one of my lives for what I did. 
Wow. Okay. I like that twist. I, I like I like that you kept the whole mystical jungle thing. I think mm-hmm. that's cool because that is a big part of the story. Like I don't know when I was reading it, maybe it was just to me, but sometimes I could hear like these drums in the background. You know, like it oh would, yeah, it would almost give that vibe. So I think Catman can bring that vibe back. Um, I like your Vermin Killer Croc swap. I think that's cool because. They essentially they are the same character. Right. I mean, Marvel and DC they share a lot of them. And depending but, on on who writes Croc, he can either be smart or yep. he can be very much he's the animal, animal or yeah. he's the man. Yeah, and so I like that, and I think I think it leads it leads a lot of credit because you know the reason Vermin was the good pick is because you needed scum because Craven's going to go in there and you know do the job. So in your case, Asbats, who was he was doing the job. You know, when Batman wasn't there, oh, man, he was hurting mobsters left and right, mm-hmm. tearing limbs and whatnot. So I think that's cool. And it's just interesting. I know you're an Az fan. So it's like, <laughs> all right, you know, he's going to he's gonna go after that. So that's cool. I like it. I like the twist. I definitely, you've got a lot of avenues to explore with that one. That's yeah. cool. All right. So now I present to you closing arguments. Closing arguments. Batman, closing arguments. <laughs> a four-issue miniseries. <laughs> Uh, my artist is currently working on issue three. Okay. <laughs> we will be in this month's previews. No, but um, so anyway, so I sat down and I thought about this a lot. And when you first pitched the idea, immediately my mind came up with Mr. Freeze. And I was like, ooh, that could be cool. <laughs> and again, this is having not known the story. Once I read the story, that wasn't going to happen. So I sat and I thought about it for the longest time. And finding out that J.M. DeMatis did Batman Going Sane, which has the Joker basically play this part, it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, shoot. What am I going to do? So I thought about it, and I, I thought about the humiliation factor. Like, who has been burned the most because of Batman? And then I figuratively thought of it. Who has been burned the most because of Batman? Harvey Dent. This is not a two-faced story. This is a Harvey Dent story. Wow. So, you know, they, they, I, I like how they've played with the idea that sometimes Harvey can keep separate from Two-Face. Right. And Two-Face can keep separate from Harvey. So in this story, in, 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 there's going to be a lot of internal. So you're going to have you're going to have a judge. And my visual is you'll just see the big wig but a blackened face like there's nothing there. And it's in a courtroom. And you have your prosecution, which is Harvey Dent. And you have your defense, which is Two-Face. And they're constantly at odds. And, you know, Harvey Dent's like, no, Batman is good. It's good that he exists. Yes, we lost. But, you know, like Harvey is defending Batman. Meanwhile, Two-Face is on the defense saying, he took you away. He took you out of the game. He destroyed you. You know, he's, he's why we have Jokers and Penguins and all these whack jobs. We exist because of him. And, you know, even Harvey's like, we were abused. That's why we exist. So you're going to see a lot of that inner dialogue. Um, so obviously Batman will be playing the part of Spider-Man. And, you know, same thing. It's they're like, I mean, you could, you know, okay, well, Catwoman is like, oh, where's Batman? But I think Alfred works better because Catwoman, like, I, you know, I've had some discussions with people. And I always feel Catwoman is the love interest of Batman. But as we've seen in the Batman films and stuff like that, Batman's kind of like a James Bond. You know? Very much so, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, flavor of the month. I mean, sometimes it's Wonder Woman, sometimes it's Catwoman, Vicky Vale, you know, and who then you all also, knows? In the comic books themselves, you have 
there's the the loves that Bruce Wayne has, and then there's the loves that Batman has. That's Talia Ghoul, you know, right? It's or, Batman that's the love, not you know anything more. And, you know, the thing that they they push on us a lot now is is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman yep. is a is a love interest that could definitely happen for for Batman Bruce. Yeah, uh, one I always thought was good was Zatanna. I thought Zatanna and Batman that was neat. Would be a good idea. That was neat. That was neat. Uh, right now, even in the comics, we've we got Julie Madison. And that's because of Bruce Wayne. So, yeah, you're right. That's true. There's two different sides to love of the man. You know, you love the mask or you love the man. The Batman, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so, anyway, so, you know, he, he's out there. And what I'm going to do, like, obviously, you, the reader, well, the listener, you'll see that there's going to be this figure that totally shoots Batman. Now, the rules of the game have always been kind of like, we don't get violent. And that's sometimes what's funny about comic books is, no, they would get violent. So, you know, here's Batman rooftop to rooftop. And Harvey Dent's going to know some of Bruce. Or he, Harvey Dent is going to know. Two-Face Harvey is going to know some of Batman's weaker spots. You know, like, okay, I know he perches here because, you know, this is the law building or whatnot. So he totally does it. He surprises Batman. Bam! Shoots. And he thinks he's killed him. Boom. Boxes up the body. Leaves it go. Now, who's the vermin of Gotham City? The Joker. The worst one of all. And in Harvey's mind, it's like, well, if we could get rid of the Joker, we can do this. So he goes after the Joker. So he's hunting him down. Now you're going to have this Batman. Now we've seen the visual before. I know it was in, um, it was right around the time when Dick Grayson took over the second time as Batman after the whole battle for the cow. Mm-hmm. They, and they even made it an action figure where they had this like Batman and it was like a blue and like a, a real crimson red and it was Harvey Dent. Right. But I would just do it that you see this classic looking Batman outfit, the big ears, you know, the, the bat symbol, but no yellow. Right. So he's going to be darker. And then you have that ugly face, you know, maybe part of the cowl is torn and you just see that Batman going around. So, of course, that's going to scare the hell out of everybody. You know, like, oh, Batman came to save me. And then, you know, the lightning strikes and you see that face. And you're just like, oh, God, go to a hospital. You know, what's, what's wrong with you? So he's going to be meaner. And he is. He's going to be taking these people out because <clears throat> originally his job was to put him in jail. Now it's like, well, you know, the law system didn't work. So, yeah, he's going to be beating the hell out of these people. He's, and plus Harvey's got anger issues. So he's going to be doing that and just going nuts. So, you know, again, Alfred's like, well, where's Master Bruce? I can't track him. I can't find him. You know, Commissioner Gordon, what's going on? Oh, Batman's going crazy. He's real savage. And it was like, okay, so where's this going to go? So then eventually Batman's going to wake up and he's going to go. And the climax of it, the, the, the closing arguments, we're going to see Harvey Bats and you're, you're going to see that judge and then you're going to have Batman come into this courtroom, which is the lair. So now it goes from the mental aspect to Harvey actually manifested his, his psychosis, and he actually is taking that. And so, you know, now all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to put you in this battle. So it's not a physical battle. So they're actually having closing arguments and whatnot. And we come to find now in the reality of it, the wig pulls back and it's actually the Joker. So that's how sick Harvey's put this at. He's like, all right, here you go. And it's, you know, and the Joker's laughing because he's like, this is great. This is so much fun. You've put Batman on the run and you're, you're doing all these crazy things. I love it. But then you come to find out that the Joker's on a kill man switch. So it's like, all right, all I got to do is shove him and we all die. I take the sickness out of Gotham. And that's what Harvey, or not Harvey, but that's what Two-Face is wanting to do. 
Let's just end it all. Let's just stop this crazy crap. What's the best way to do? Just stop it. But Harvey doesn't want that to happen. So, of course, they're in the big old fight and whatnot, you know, and then, you know, of course, Harvey kind of comes through. So now he's got the kill switch and he orders Batman, get him out of here, get him out of here. So Batman does, he's like, I'll be right back to get you. And But that's when Harvey willingly commits suicide. He just lets the switch go because he realizes this is his fault. He can't blame the Joker. The Joker just is. He can't blame Batman because Batman is trying. It's his fault. So that's why he kills himself. And he finally does find peace. He finds that peace that it's like, I could have made the choice all along. I didn't need a coin. I didn't need anything. It was my decision. And that's why he chose suicide to put down Two-Face. It's uh yeah it's a very good, you know I, one thing I do like about the the, the picking of uh, Two Face is like a lot of Batman's and I'm gonna say a lot most ninety percent of his rogues is the introduction of the rogue first you get the rogue and then eventually Batman figures out the the backstory or you know writers down the line get oh this is what you know Nigma was like before he became the Riddler this is what uh, Doctor Dr. Freeze was like before he became Mr. Freeze. Right. But we had Harvey first, right? Well, okay. In the original comics, we actually, they, they did introduce Harvey, or they, they introduced Two-Face, and his backstory was in the same issue. You know, pro, uh, prosecutor, uh, d- assistant DA, Harvey Kent. Oh. Harvey Kent. And then they realized, well, wait, that sounds too much like Clark Kent, so they changed it to Harvey Dent. But we did get them both at the same time. But you had the story. It wasn't just some guy shows up and is doing crazy stuff. We had the story. And he's a tragic villain. Right. He's heroic, you know, so that's – but I agree with you. Like, obviously, they've done a lot more since, you know, like Batman the Animated Series and even Batman 89. We saw Harvey Dent well before we saw Two-Face. Two-Face, right, yeah. So, you know, hey, that was. That's true. He was a character. Added, they've added in that it was it was – Gordon and Dent and Batman's idea to all put the the signal up there. And yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, what are we talking about? Batman, the long Halloween. Right. I always remember that visual. That was even a cool comic to read because they had the spinning. It wasn't spinning, but you, you feel like it, you know, where they're kind of standing around the circle. It's like mm-hmm. Batman talks, Gordon talks, Harvey talks, Batman talks, Gordon. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Well, there you go. So I, I always got a little wrong, but I was also a little right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, that's, that's a great story. I think um, the idea of uh, Harvey Dent, you know, killing himself to get rid of Two Face, also is kind of reminiscent of Fight Club. If you think about it, and, and, ah, I didn't even think about that, it, but that's true. Edward Norton has to, you know, come to the end and and kill himself, metaphorically, to get rid of uh, Tyler Durden. Yeah, well, I just I, I like that villain because I, when I sat down, I thought about this one, and for some reason, I had it in my head that it was just the Batman universe, and I didn't think to go outside of it. I wanted to use Hugo Strange. Really? I wanted to use Dr. Hugo, Dr. Strange, the DC version. <laughs> I wanted to use Hugo because talk about some crazy psychosis. You know, like there's a, there's a dude, like at least you can say like, all right, well, you know, Craven, Craven was crazy because of like, you know, the crazy African weed he's been smoking, you know. <laughs> but Hugo Strange is just a nut job. You know, he's a bald-headed whack, you know. So I thought, well, that's cool. And plus they did. There's a good story. Um, oh, man, they re-released it right around the time for the, the, the Dark Knight Rises. And in it, Hugo, the whole time he's in his apartment, he's wearing a Batman costume mm-hmm. because he feels so masculine in it. <laughs> and he's talking to this woman mannequin. And I just thought, like, well, what if you make a sequel to that story and you take it one step further? 
you go and be the man. Yep. So he goes out there and does it. And I mean, he's a smart enough villain that he could make the impact. But plus, he's a good enough villain, but you could also afford to lose him. I mean, no offense to the character, but if you took oh, him yeah. off the board, that's be, cool. Be, okay, yeah. You know, so that's what it is. Because it's like, yeah, you can't really have like, like, I mean, I know DC wouldn't let me publish that story because what, kill Two-Face? He's been in two movies. No, sorry, you don't get to do that, you know. Maybe we'll let you have, you know, Mad Hatter, you know. But, but I just thought, well, I, I want the shock value. And I thought Harvey was the good one, but... Um, yeah, Hugo Strange was on my mind a lot, but I stayed away because I was like, "Well, I know that's one of your characters, see, my, so I'm gonna let you see it. what you do." <laughs> I didn't you use know? him. Yeah, so I, I could have. So maybe, yeah. maybe next time we'll have a lost tape edition. You know, what was funny to think about was uh, that what you just brought up with Hugo Strange is that you think about the two, him, him, and the other major psychotherapist in the Batman world would be Harley Quinn. Oh, you know, they both eventually became obsessed with their subjects to the point where they wanted to become like their subjects. Yeah, they became whack jobs. So I, I, that's kind of funny. You can't be a therapist in, or you can't be a psychologist in, in, in Gotham and expect to come out the other end because look at Dr. Crane. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at, God, the, 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 the Batman villains. It's so funny. These are genius people. Dr. Freeze, you know, District Attorney Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Kurt Langstrom. You know, all of them are successful doctors. It's funny that you brought up Langstrom. I almost used him as my vermin. Yeah? I oh. almost did, but then I was like, I don't really... I, I've never actually seen Langstrom uh, man-bat as a as a villain. Like, he's to me, he's just a tragic case of, of like... Uh, like well, he's a drunk driver. Like, yeah, drunk driver, I guess. It's a good, that's no, a very good way of putting it. It's just like he knows better. He accidentally takes a sip, and then he gets behind the wheel, and oh... <laughs> You know, yeah, no, that's I've, that's how I've always felt about him as a character. He's such a weird concept because it's like the first time he does it, it makes sense. Anytime after that, you're like, dude, now you're a dick. Yeah. You know, so now he loses that empathy that you felt for him. So yeah, he's to me, he's a drunk driver. You know, it's like, sometimes it's it's always forced upon him, or you know, it's another accident because he's still working with the same chemicals. That's true. The only other time that uh that I his character was actually cool is in that uh. Uh, what's that new animated movie that came out about a year ago? The, um, oh gosh, Gods Among Us, right? Wasn't it no, Gods and Monsters? Gods and Monsters, that's Justice what it was. League, Gods and Monsters. And they, yeah, you know, they made him into the Batman because he was part bat, or yeah. vampire, basically. Yep, all man, part bat. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that was the only time he was really worthwhile. Right. Yeah. You so. know? I don't even really, honestly, I don't think they've done much with him post fifty two. You know, he hasn't, he hasn't been much. So he is, he's a tough character because like, I, like I, you know, like I said, it's the first time you feel bad for him. But then after that, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. You know, Ra's al Ghul's like, Hey, I need Ninja Batman, Ninja Man Bat. So, you know, there you go. Right. So he's on the run because he doesn't want to have to give up the serum and betray Batman's trust. Cause if I, if I remember correctly, I think the only reason he became the man bat is he was working on a way to get Batman superpowers. Yeah. And then, you know, well, nobody wants to be experimented on, so I'll do it myself. And then, bammo, you know, here you are as Man-Bat. Causing havoc. Yep. So it's like, oh, I tried to give you a gift, and now I've pooped all over your cake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go, folks. That's another Imagine If in the cart, in the bag, in the remember to bag and board it and put it away. Seal these bad boys. They're going to be worth something someday. (laughs) Make sure to get it uh, CGC. Crazy. CGC, yeah, now you now are. What is it? Slabbed. Get it slabbed. Uh, 
what did you think? What did, how, how did we come out in the end? Do you agree with us? Do you do you really love Craven's Last Hunt and you just want to argue with us about how it, we thought it was terrible? I want to hear that. So, uh, you know, go online, get on your computers, meet us in Facebook, the virtual arena, and, and throw some sheep. Bring out your back issues and let's see where it goes. Well, hold on. Before we, before we go, 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 I got to throw out my challenge. So this one's... This one's going to be exciting. Okay. okay. I'm waiting. I'm ready. All right. Whatever happened to the webbed wall crawler? <laughs> you are the editor of the Spider-Man comics. Let's see. I got to get my year correct here. So it was whatever happened to the man of tomorrow and whatever happened to the Cape Crusader? No, I just want... So I, I don't... The, 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 the Cape Crusader one was so awful. Have you read that? I have. It was yeah, awful. Um, <laughs> It's so weird too. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, that one, that one was so bad. But no, I, I like the way they did um, the whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. So that was the last two issues of Julie Schwartz's editorial run of the Superman comics, and in it we get this fond farewell to the Silver Age of Superman. So the challenge I want you, and I'm going to put it now. I'm going to make this one a little bit tough for you. So you got to do some research. So September of 86 is when the comics came out. So find the September of 86 Spider-Man books. And if, you know, maybe if it's the same thing like how we had here where we had, you know, Web of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, that's how many issues you get. And you don't have to outline each issue, but you've got to put an end to the Spider-Man stuff. So, you know, whatever the characters were at the time, however you see it projecting, what do you do? Interesting. Okay, so that's 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 my book I want to throw at you. <laughs> Whatever happened to the web webbed wall crawler? And if you, if the listeners want to uh, do some of the back reading, you could do. Uh, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow to see where we're we're throwing our basis from so yep. uh the issues were superman issue 423 and action comics number 583 those were the two you can buy it in trade hardcover or back issue <laughs> there you go highly well recommended story <laughs> see you can't just be throwing out stories that you like all i threw out a story out of david red <laughs> and we hated it so well, I've got a busy coming week, so that's I was like, what can I do where I don't have to read it so I can just think about it? Well, no, I, I, I've got some ideas, but I just I think what 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 caught me about this one was the title. I just was like, I don't know, I like the title part of it. You know, that's why I was like, for me, the hardest challenge, the hardest part of the challenge was coming up with a cool title. You know, and I was like, oh man, you know, two sides of the same coin. Ooh, that sounds neat. No, <laughs> and then finally, I was like, well, what's what, you know, Harvey Dent's a lawyer. What's the thing a, a lawyer has to deal with? closing arguments come on you could totally see that as a trade paperback you're already like god i need to pre-order this from amazon it's so good all right then mine was called uh batman the pride the pride <laughs> <laughs> so there you go uh well like so then that, you can go ahead and, and read that story come up with your own see what you have and how, how we hold up to you uh, if you want to argue about this one, go ahead and find us on Twitter. I am at agent underscore of the underscore bat. I am on Twitter as stuff I should say, S-H-U-D. Uh, I'm rarely on it, but please feel free to say something. I'm sure my phone will alert me and let me know. And uh, Facebook. There's always the Facebooks. Facebook. You both reach us both at the Geek Elite Radio Facebook, at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, and geekeliteradio.com is our website. If you have anything else you want to say, go ahead and uh, send it to us there. And then we will gladly 
talk about it in our next our next podcast. Yeah. Just ask John, Ramon, or Aaron. <laughs> yeah, please feel free to ask us questions. And if you want, throw a challenge at us. I think throw that'd a be fun. At us. That, you know, um, we, that we, I would definitely you know, like to do that in the next one. So. Ramon, if there's a comic book that you've read and you wanted to get our take on it, please feel free to throw the challenge at us. You and, know, and uh, once again, we're not the best of of comic book readers for other companies that are not dc and marvel but we will do our best we'll find it we'll find we will a way find it and we will read it so uh i know aaron really likes invincible so hey i'm down to try that i haven't read it um i hear nothing but good accolades for that's it that's all i've ever heard of so good stuff I, I got no problem if it's a specific story arc and you know you want to cast invincible in the walking dead or vice versa because they're both image hey i'm down to play that there would be go. cool but until next time this has been imagine if on the Geek Elite Radio Networks, saying, Geek Out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.